Welcome to the Youth Minister in Motion podcast, the number one youth ministry podcast on the planet, the show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What is happening, youth workers? Happy March to you. It's a wonderful Monday morning where I'm at. And uh, it's early in the morning that I'm recording this, so uh, day's off to a good start. Day's off to a good start. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but it is a um, probably 46. Going to get to be a high of 72 here in the state of Alabama, or at least in Birmingham. And uh, so I don't know where the what you're going through, what your weather's like, what your morning's like, what your uh, attitude's like. I hope it's good. I hope I uh, hope you showed up today to. Uh, learn something. I hope you showed up today uh, with an open heart. I hope you showed up today with, uh, I don't know, uh, a mindset that's ready to move forward because I'm always like that. I'm, you know, my days, every day I have to set my mind, set my mind on things above, not on things here below. And I hope that you're doing the same today. So lots of things going on here at Disciple Project Ministries, which by the way, if you didn't know that that's what I do uh, is Disciple Project Ministries, you can always go over to thedisciplesproject.net and check out the info and all the kind of good stuff that I offer there. But uh, I've been doing some writing, doing some creating, doing some uh, different video ideas. I just, I just feel like I'm just, I, I've just let myself off the leash at this point and just said, look, Paul, just kind of make what you want and the people like it. Uh, the people that will like it will come and like it. And those who don't will simply go away. And, uh, you know, as much as I'd like to keep everybody, uh, unfortunately, I know I am not everybody's cup of tea. That's okay. That's okay. And, you know, I wish we could do that. <laughs> I wish we could do that in youth ministry, but we usually get in trouble if we say things like that. Oh, you know, yeah, we, you know, the people that like us will come and the people that stay away won't. We, you know, it's really not uh, affordable to us when uh, we're youth pastors because we want to try to keep everybody. Okay, so let's move on to the motion metrics. Who's been listening to the podcast? Uh, let's see. We have Abilene, Texas. Welcome, Abilene. Uh, Alachua. I think I know who that is. Alachua, Florida. I don't know. Maybe I don't. But uh, Alachua, Florida. And Orrington, Maine. I had to look that up. I didn't know where Orrington was. And as I said last time, uh, sound effects. Let's give these people a big round of applause for listening. There we go. There we go. See, that was, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Welcome, welcome in, all of you fine, fine folks. And uh, in the top countries, uh, countries have been uh, slow, sleeping on the podcast this week. United States, only one there. And that's okay, too. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not anybody's international flavor. Who knows? Uh, but there's a fair amount. It's, it comes and it goes, folks. That's how it works. It comes and it goes. So today I want to talk to you about how to resolve conflict the right way. But before I jump into that, I want to remind you that we do have a Facebook group. And if you're brand new here to the show, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you're an old regular, uh, hey, thanks for showing up again. Uh, we do have a place where you have discussion about the topics that we're talking about, and that's over on Facebook, uh, Youth Ministry in Motion. Just look up the, uh, it's a group, not a page. I do have a page, but the group is where you want to go in, and you can go in there and have discussion and whatnot. You can go to the page and leave a comment if you want, but if you really want to talk to some other youth workers, there's some other youth workers in there that you can speak to. So go on over to the Facebook page, check it out, and be a part of the discussion. So like I said, today we want to talk about 
resolving conflict the right way. And I'll, I'll be honest with you that youth pastors, if you were to be paid for anything, it's not for preaching. It's not for playing games. It's not even for taking trips. It's for resolving conflict and keeping the unity of the youth ministry. That's the deal. That's the skill. That's the, that's the thing where you get to say, look, here's why you hired me. There's a problem and I can help resolve it best way I know how. And, and then you kind of move on from there. But that's, the, that's what you bring to the table, right? Because anybody can come in and lead a game. Anybody can come in and, and preach. But listen, if you have resolving conflict skills, then that's the deal. That's what's going to, that's what's going to separate you from many other types of youth workers uh, who don't like conflict and just let things kind of blow up and I'm not going to deal with it and I'm not going to, I'm not going to address it. Uh, you know, the elephant in the room and listen, if you want to set yourself apart and you want to be honest with you, set yourself up for a, a raise or set yourself up for moving forward in ministry, how you resolve conflict is going to be on the list of things that pastors look for. How do you resolve a conflict. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And listen, as a youth pastor of, of 30 years plus, I, I know a little something about conflict. Uh, sometimes I created the conflict. <laughs> youth ministry, am I right? And sometimes conflict found me no matter how fast I ran from it. But conflict permeates the pages of scripture. But scripture also gives us a way to resolve conflict wisely. Conflict has its good uses. Without conflict, no good idea reaches its best. No story would be interesting, no forgiveness would be needed, and no love would be experienced. That's what conflict, uh, you know, is in every movie. If there's no conflict, it's kind of uninteresting. Uh, you know, it's, it's more of a documentary maybe than a, uh, it's informational. But with conflict, it brings the story to life. Now, conflict is an opportunity for deeper growth and discipleship. Conflict for conflict's sake, if you say it's just trouble, that's one thing. But if you look at it and say, look, conflict is an opportunity for deeper growth and discipleship in your own life and in the lives of the people uh, that you're, you're going to be helping resolve conflict with, it's also deeper growth and discipleship uh, you know, from them. So listen, conflict is not something to be avoided, but processed. And uh, I'm feeling strong about these things lately about conflict and being able to resolve conflict because, uh, you know, there's a lot of times that I didn't do well with conflict and there's a lot of times that I did do well. You know, I find myself, uh, if I do say so myself, somebody who uh, is pretty good under pressure. Uh, you know, I can process things quickly. I can kind of, uh, you know, wrap my head around something. Uh, you know, I'm not blown away. And that, by the way, that comes with experience. Like I said, I did not resolve conflict well all the time, but as I grew in it, and as I didn't run from it, and as I, you know, wrapped my arms around it and tried to seek ways to resolve conflicts, the more conflicts you have, the more you try to resolve them, the better you get at it, the mistakes you make. That's all part of the, the growth process, uh, you know, as a youth worker and as whatever job you're in, it doesn't really matter whether it's youth work or you know, your company or whatever it is, resolving conflict is an important quality to be able to flesh out in your life. And I don't know, I'm kind of feeling like this might take a couple episodes, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Okay. So 
you know, the, the main kind of conflict that we have is personal conflict, right? You, somebody disagrees with you. And when, you know, there's two people uh, that have an issue, there's a disagreement maybe, and then there's conflict between them. Uh, and we see this in youth ministry all the time between, you know, uh, leaders, uh, between students, which is the worst. Oh my goodness, students. You know, when somebody has a problem with another student and they're not showing up and it's just, oh, what a headache. And I'll be honest with you. And if you're listening to this and you're a uh, female youth worker, uh, I'm going on record as saying that female students have the worst conflict. Boys, boys can go outside in the church parking lot, beat the snot out of each other, shake hands and come back in. Girls, though, it is awful. It is awful, awful because nobody wants to talk and nobody wants to resolve anything. It's just, I just, I don't like her and it's, oh, it's awful. It's terrible. I understand. I listen. I still have the, the feels for that. I still have the, 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 you know, I can remember moments, you know, where, where that was uh, not great, not great time. But listen, the issue could be anything. It could be anything from, I don't like that person to, you know, to something more serious uh, where, you know, there's gossip, there's other things going on in the youth ministry, and you have to find a way to be able to resolve those things. Otherwise, it's going to eat your youth ministry alive. Uh, and so Jesus addresses this kind of conflict. And he says in the scriptures, Matthew chapter 8, 15, 16, he says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Uh, so listen, every conflict is not a sin. I know Jesus is talking about sinning against you. Uh, every conflict isn't a sin, but sin always involves conflict. You know, someone who doesn't like Star Wars isn't a sin, maybe. But if they start saying that all the new Star Wars movies ruin their childhood, then I might have a conflict with them. Uh, this is not life-altering, deal-breaking for our relationship. We can overcome this, maybe. But, but the deal is this, that conflict happens. Sin always creates a conflict, if a person in the church, a follower of Jesus, not always the same, by the way, violates a code of conduct Jesus or scripture has clearly outlined as something harmful to the unity of the body of Christ. So how does Jesus say we should handle someone who has sinned? And I put that in uh, quotations here, little air quotations uh, against us or has caused an offense. And this is important to know because in, in youth ministry and in the church, there's people there who don't know Jesus. There's people who are, who are having conflicts, who don't know how to resolve a conflict, who only know how to stoke a conflict and uh, have unredeemed hearts. They're, they're, they don't know Jesus and they're just being who they're going to be. And that's the, that's the deal. We're assuming that somebody knows Jesus or we're assuming because they attend, they know Jesus. And what Jesus is outlining here is for how believers right? Resolve a conflict. But if you have unbelievers in the mix, well, then that's, that's a whole nother issue altogether because they're not operating under the same rules, uh, as the believer would. But I think the principles apply even a, a little broadly 
because the because the mechanics here. So let me let me break it down then. Jesus says, handle conflict one on one. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. That's an issue because a lot of times when we go to talk about things, we've tell we've told ten people that we're going to go talk to this person, or. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, that the, that the people that should be keeping the issue quiet is busy posting it on social somewhere. Now, once again, what offends one person doesn't offend another, but if you harm a brother or sister in Christ, or they offend you, this is to be done personally. Face-to-face is always best because texting has no context and emojis are confusing, right? When Adam sinned and Eve, God came to him directly. God did not snap a pic of Adam and Eve sinning and then tag them in a picture on Instagram and post it in the sky. Okay. He went, he went to them directly. No one likes conflict. It makes people nervous and squeamish, but the end result of conflict handled correctly is love reestablished between uh, two people who love Jesus or who should love Jesus, or maybe who want to love Jesus. This is an opportunity to break down the biblical format of saying, look, here's how a conflict is resolved. So what if it doesn't get resolved? What if the one person d- goes to the one person, has an individual conversation and it doesn't work out right? Well, Jesus goes and says, listen, but if he or she does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Now, this seems like Jesus is advocating for some sort of bullying, but he's not. He's not saying, get your posse together and go go see this person. No, Jesus is helping a person who has been sinned against establish justice for the sake of unity. Sometimes if there, if there was a financial dispute, you know, having two to three people listen to the conversation was to establish if a sin had actually taken place or was this nothing. You know, it also prevented believers from acting like squabbling children in a court of law, which Paul later goes on and talks about. So don't go in you know, suing other believers there. And the people that you bring into a conversation should act as witnesses and impartial judges rather than enforcers of your point of view. So if a student has a problem with another student, don't get your best friends and say, hey, would you would you come support me? No, they have to be people who are willing to listen. This is where you, the youth pastor, could be an advocate and say, look, I'll just sit there and be quiet. You guys talk and I'll just sit and listen. Each person shares their part, right? We say, hey, listen, just tell me what's going on. So-and-so, you shares your part, and so-and-so, you share your part. And, you know, having the two or three, and if there's other people, obviously, who've seen it or heard it, uh, you know, you can talk to them individually, or if there needs to be another leader, it doesn't have to be, you can be just another leader. But we also have to train our leaders to do conflict resolution in the right way, rather than blowing something up or talking about it. There's a process here that Jesus gives us to resolve conflict. So find people that are, uh, you know, once again, not your best friends, not, not people who are going to, we're not looking to gang up on people. We're looking for, uh, for people who can be impartial and say, look, I want, I just want to, you know, listen, you know, and this is old school. This is Deuteronomy 1915. One witness is not enough to conflict, uh, con- convict anyone accused of a crime or offense they have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So when you have other people who are listening to it, once again, they can be objective about it. They can be people who just say, look, there's, I'm listening to it. And then questions are asked and then things are clarified and hopefully resolution comes from that. That's the goal. It's not to escalate anything. It's to resolve it in the moment. 
And then Jesus moves on to what I'll call the last chance. He says, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Now, this is a this is the last recourse for someone who is causing, I mean, massive disruption. I mean, it is off the chart disruption, right? It is breaking apart the youth ministry. It's breaking apart, you know, I mean, it's causing real harm here. And in cases where the offender is in some leadership capacity, this, this course of action is required. And even once again, it's student ministry. We don't want to embarrass anybody. We're not looking to, we're not looking to take people to the woodshed here. We're, you know, if they're in leadership, yes. And you may have to ask them to step down. We don't have to go before people and say, you know, every, every meeting, you know, whether it's in church or whether it's in youth ministry, you know, the people of the church need to know to some degree what's going on, right? That a measure has been taken to resolve the matter in the, in the case of leadership, because people will ask, right? You know, you have to take somebody out of the band. You have to take somebody, you know, off the stage. You have to take somebody out of the leadership group. And then, well, why did that happen? And then something has to be resolved at that point. And it's nobody's business, in that regard, once again, we're not there to shame students. We're not there to, to embarrass students. We don't, because we want them to continue to be a part of the group and we should redirect people and say, look, if you really want to know, uh, you can go ask that person, but I don't even recommend that. It's none of your business. It's, it's been resolved to some degree. And, you know, every case of conflict doesn't require this, doesn't require you to offer weekly announcements of someone who disagreed with somebody else. Although that would make, you know, the youth group announcements quite interesting. Uh, we're going on the camping trip. The camping trip is happening next week. And also, by the way, uh, Bobby has been removed from leadership because he's a terrible person. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to include that. We don't want to do that. That inflames things even more. We want to try to resolve things peacefully. Once again, the, the kind of sin we're talking about that breaks apart the unity of a youth ministry or a church, that's the stuff that, that goes up the ladder. The other things can be usually resolved within the two, two people coming and saying, let's come together and just kind of listen and, and mediate this. And the goal of taking a leader or high profile member to task is ultimately restoration, not humiliation. We want to restore people. It's not like, let's get rid of this person because they're making my life difficult. We're not get rid of this person because uh, they're making youth group bad. It's let's restore them. Let's find a way to get them back into leadership. Let's move through this. Let's find a way to do this because on your side, if you're being positive about it and not being, Hey, you're a bad person and, and you do bad things. It's, Hey, let's work through this together because I want to get you back. But here's the process we want to talk about. And that that's the discipleship process. That's is the person willing to talk to you once a week about the issue that they're going through. Are, are, are they, are they willing to put in the work? Are they willing to read a book along with you? Are they willing to apologize to the people around them? And that's the key there. And in the end, you know, the person that you try to reconcile with, you know, through one-on-one -on -one conversations uh, and mediation may feel very strongly about their point of view. They may be obstinate, you know, in their sin to the point where fellowship thing would be toxic. And once again, we're not, we're not saying students don't talk to them anymore. We're not saying that it's not about shame. It's about saying, look, if they're going to continue to talk about this, just try to, you know, move along, move along from them. It's time to move on from that. Uh, if they're going to be obstinate and they're going to be toxic, then that's a, that's another thing. And in these cases, Jesus says it's better to move on and leave those people to learn from their mistakes. 
you know, we as believers and as the church should always leave room, though, for repentance and remorse for those who realize the error of their ways. And this is students. This is adult leaders. This is people in general. You know, we I, and I can, you know, kids are going to leave. It just happens. I can remember, you know, a young lady in my youth group who was fighting with another young lady in our youth group. And that's why I said earlier that girls are the worst to try to resolve an issue because they really don't want to talk about it. They, they just didn't want it. In this case, they definitely didn't want to talk about it. And I said, are you willing to sit down and talk with this person? They said, no. I said, well, then I, I'm not doing it for you. And that resulted in the young lady leaving the youth ministry because I wouldn't do it for her. I wouldn't go to them and resolve it for them because I would have um, subverted the process of discipleship by, by getting her off the hook you know, from a biblical way and saying, listen, you know, this is something you have to resolve. I'm, I can't be in this. I can't, I'm not going to just go to people and say, Hey, so-and-so made you stop when I don't even know the full story of what's going on. And so we have to take that into consideration. And at the end of the day, we have to remember what Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And this is so important because this is important for you to know as a youth worker, but it's also important for you to know, to teach this to students that there is a process by which to resolve conflicts. Do your students know that there's a process? Maybe this becomes a good teaching. Maybe this is something where you're taking notes. Maybe this is something where you say, hey, you know, this is this is how we resolve conflict within our youth. Maybe, you know, if you have a problem with somebody, what does the Bible say that we should do? Well, we should do this. So then you outline and say, hey, here's the process that you teach it to, you know, you get it okayed by your pastor, which why would they not okay the Bible, right? Um, and say, uh, and you teach it to parents. This is how we resolve things. And then this is the students and the leaders. This is how we resolve things. And so you, if you can teach it and you can establish it, then it be, doesn't, then becomes normal. This is how we do what we do. When there's a problem, there's a conflict, there's a this or that, this is how we approach it. Uh, from a Christian perspective and from a biblical perspective. And if you're interested, by the way, I do have this on video. I recently did a talk called Resolving Conflict in Your Youth Ministry the Right Way. I, uh, on, uh, I'm on something called Fiverr where you can actually purchase a video, believe it or not, and I will make a video for you. And I made it for them. And I said, okay, I need to share this with some youth workers. Uh, and this is the result of this episode of the podcast. So if you're interested, I'm going to put a link down in the description below, uh, both to Fiverr, that if you need something in particular for your youth ministry that you say, well, I'm not very good at communicating that, would you help me communicate that? And then there's a video where I actually do the video and you could actually play the video if you want. And it's not very long. It's probably 10 or 12 minutes long. Um, and you can do that. But I think... Uh, you know, there are cases where, yes, I could do it and, and do a little training video. But of course, you establishing your leadership is important. It's not me establishing leadership for you. It's you and saying, look, here's our process for how we resolve a conflict within the ministry. Because later on in life, they're going to have to resolve their own conflicts, which they should do now and teaching them now to do it because they're in the workplace. Uh, they're in other organizations. And, you know, it's best to learn how to resolve a conflict early so that they, they can live a better life and not live in constant drama. So that's it, guys. That's it for today. I want to say thank you so much for listening. If you're brand new to the program, thank you so much for being a part. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on iTunes over there, subscribe, be a part, you know, uh, be a part of the, the weekly uh, discussions that we have here about 
youth ministry and about uh, the processes and the uh, strategies and the things that we talk about here. And if you're a regular, thank you so much. I want to ask you to go over to iTunes if you haven't been there and leave a review. Leave a review. And if you leave a, a, a four or five star review, hey, listen, I will read it right here on the air. I would love for you to do that. Uh, and, you know, so that other people can be able to find uh, the value that you find in this podcast. So that's it for today, guys. Appreciate you guys being here. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.